Greetings, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode 12 of the Community Solutions Podcast, coming to you from the students, faculty, staff, and community partners associated with the Department of Social and Behavioral Sciences at the Indiana University Fairbanks School of Public Health in downtown Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm Jack Terman, Jr., a faculty member in the department and your host for this podcast. Thanks for listening and spreading the word about our podcast to your friends and neighbors. Working together, we are building healthy, hope-filled neighborhoods where residents are heard and take leadership roles in developing solution strategies to health and social issues in their neighborhood. On behalf of the entire Community Solutions team, I encourage you to subscribe to, follow, rate, and review our podcast. Today, our students David and Ryan converse with Sylvia Bagatti, a professor of social and behavioral sciences. Dr. Bagatti is a clinical psychologist who diligently works through community-based strategies to optimize mental health of individuals who are at risk of depression. In this conversation, she talks about her work called Your Life, Your Story, which is aimed at building the resiliency of Latino teens. She beautifully talks about how a community-based approach that incorporates the arts, physical activity, and mentor education can be used to equip Latino teens with tools to address the array of factors that might lead them down a path to depression. Sylvia provides pearls of wisdom for individuals interested in building community solutions to address mental health and wellness needs. Fostering mental wellness for all is an essential step to building healthy, hope-filled neighborhoods. Let's join the conversation. jump right to it. So thank you, Dr. Bugatti, for being here. Today we're talking about Your Life, Your Story, which is a resilience building summer camp for Latino youth in Indianapolis that focuses on these youth embracing their stories and developing their sense of identity. So first, Dr. Bugatti, what is the problem this program is trying to address and how did you notice this was a problem in the first place? So in 2012, we were examining the results of the Behavioral Risk Factor Survey. That's a a nationwide survey uh, conducted by the CDC, a very, very well done, high quality survey with very reliable data. We were able to focus on Indiana and notice that among Latino teens, there were higher incidences of depression and suicidal ideation than any other teen group in the state. And so we decided that that was a problem that we could focus on and, and try to remedy. That sounds like a very serious problem. So you mentioned that it was in Indiana. Now, is this a nationwide phenomenon or is it particularly concentrated in Indianapolis? It is, it is nationwide. It was throughout Indiana as well. And we did some follow-up work it with our community partner and identified that it was also a problem in Indianapolis specifically and specifically with the population that our community partner worked. So who is this community partner that you've been working with and how did that relationship come about? 
So I work with Virna Diaz from the Latino Health Organization. The Latino Health Organization, as the name states, is focused on if, uh, improving the health condition very broadly of the Latino population in Marion County. It is funded by the Indiana Minority Health Coalition, which is an arm of the Indiana State Department of Health. And we, we began this relationship through being connected by the Indiana Minority Health Coalition. This was back in 2012. And Vilma Diaz noted that she had the same concern in terms of uh, the, the depression and the mental health and stress of the youth in her community. And so we started working together. We've been working together ever since. So you've got all these great people together and you're faced with this uh, pretty serious problem in Indiana. Uh, so what were the first steps that you took to try and approach a solution? So I'm a, I'm a clinical psychologist, and you would imagine that if I'm thinking about depression, I'm thinking about traditional therapy, but I, I really wasn't uh, for a number of reasons. These are youth, and I was interested in a community-focused approach, and my my belief and the belief of my community partner was that a lot of what was happening to them was not uh, individual in their head. It was related to the environment in which they lived and the experiences that they had at home and school and the community. And so we decided that a community-based approach was best. And we did a lot of uh, brainstorming, getting together, talking about how we wanted to proceed. We wanted something fun, something that increased their social relationships and social networks, uh, something that uh, helped them while being interesting to them and impactful in many ways. I know the name of the program is Your Life, Your Story. And I, uh, I just find that an incredibly interesting title. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what that means. So what's interesting, especially about the title, is that it, it wasn't anything that we came up with. We drew on the resources of IUPUI throughout this program. We still draw on IUPUI resources. And what we're finding is, what we found was that um, uh, there was a, a part of the administration that brought together researchers that may be interested in the same topics. Um, it was called the Solution Center. And the Solution Center uh, brought a whole bunch of researchers to meet with us and learn. And from those meetings, uh, uh, Monica Medina from the School of Education became a very important partner, an equal partner on this. And Yang Bak Hong uh, from the Heron School of Art as well. And Young Buck had her capstone students come up with a marketing plan for our program. And they came up with a number of names, and we liked Your Life, Your Story, because as we were explaining to them what we were going to do, we felt it matched perfectly with what we were trying to achieve. They came up with a logo as well. So that sounds fantastic. And I'm sure that all of our listeners right now are just dying to know what Your Life, Your Story really is. So can you give our listeners a description of what this program looks like during the summer? So Your Life, Your Story is a one-week summer day camp, um, hence the title of your podcast. It's a one-week summer day camp where students come to IUPY uh, from around 8.30 to 5 o'clock. They spend the morning doing resiliency training, and resilience is basically the ability to bounce back when faced with a challenge. 
Um, these are general uh, youth from the community. They are not necessarily students who are depressed or have problems, but they are Latino youth. And being Latino youth automatically puts them at risk for depression and anxiety. And it's actually a good idea for, the, for us to have a mix of uh, youth who are at various levels of depression or not depression. Um, our resiliency training is um, run by two uh, mental health professionals from the community. Um, uh, that is the morning program. Then they go on to have some physical activity outside uh, with someone uh, from the community as well who does um, a character development with sports. And so he, he works with our youth during the physical activity component. Then they have lunch and then they spend the afternoon doing choice activities. We call them choice activities because there's five options. They're all arts-based and the youth chose three that they want to do. In each one of these choice activities we follow a, a storytelling model and, and that was Yang Bok Hong's uh, development as well. She developed the curriculum for this in, in which they have in the first day uh, the story is who am I? Second day is who do I want to be? Third day is how will I get there? Fourth day is what challenges will I run into and how will I overcome them? And the fifth day is putting it all together and reaching a conclusion. And that very much matches the storytelling uh, theme. And the activities, again, are run by um, professionals from the community. We have yoga, art, storytelling, music, and um, theater or technology, depending on who we're able to recruit that summer to do the work. Um, and we have uh, an important component of Your Life, Your Story is that we have undergraduate university students that serve as mentors to these youth. In fact, we have a video that we made of this and in the video you hear one of the youth say that that was their favorite part, the mentors. So they get to be with uh, mentors who are, some are Latino, some are not, who are very close to them in age, just a few years ahead, but are pursuing their dreams of a higher education and reaching goals for the rest of their life. And that is a very important role model for them. And they have a lot of fun and they're enjoying themselves while at the same time they are developing their identity, learning problem solving skills, learning communication skills, learning how to speak to the people that are important to them in appropriate ways to get what they want and what they need. So um, that's, in essence, the program. That sounds like a fun, fun-filled week with a lot of different activities throughout the week. So what have you found so far from doing this for a few years? What kind of metrics have you done and what sort of outcomes have you seen? So it's definitely fun-filled. Um, Birna Diaz, our community partner, communicates with parents regularly and she obtains qualitative information and data from the parents. And what we typically hear is the parents say uh, the kids don't want to even come to summer camp. They've been there, done that, and they know it isn't uh, that, that exciting as a teen. Um, first day they start liking it by the second day they can't wait for the morning to come to come back so the teens enjoy it the parents appreciate it i'm a quantitative researcher i collect data on 
depressive symptoms and resilience each and every time. Uh, sometimes, uh, some years I add another component based on what we're finding and what we think. We develop hypotheses every year about what might be the process variables and we study them. Um, every year that we've done this, and, and we've done it for four years already, we have found a statistically significant improvements in uh, depression and resilience over this one week period. The first year we were able to follow the, uh, the, stu the youth for six months and found that the changes that we noted at post week were maintained at six months, which suggested that the effects last at least six months. I don't know if forever, I don't know if we cure depression, I doubt that we do, but we do give them a very good framework to uh, confront life problems and the situations that teens confront on a daily basis, some of which are especially difficult for Latino teens. And all that sounds like you're making a significant impact, especially the fact that six months out, these, uh, these uh, teens are still retaining some of the lessons that they learned. So taking all that, I guess the natural question is, what's next? So we, we have been trying to expand the program in a number of different ways. I, as the researcher in the team, am looking for grant funding constantly or foundation funding to expand the program. And expansion means a number of different things. We'd like to reach more teens. We'd like to branch out to other cities where we know there is a high concentration of Latino teens where we could also provide the program. However, even though the program seems to be tailored to Latino teens, it's really tailored to any group that comes in because it is about exploring one's own identity and learning basic problem solving and resilience building skills. So as I've presented and Vilna has presented this program to in other venues, we've had people that have said, you should do this with children of military, with foster cares, foster kids aging out of the system. Um, there's many, many um, different groups that this program might be useful with, and, and we hope that we get a chance to do that with these groups as well. Well, thank you so much for your time today and explaining to us what your life, your story is, and hopefully our listeners can really take away some good lessons from this. So in conclusion, what do you think some of the most important takeaway points are for our listeners if they're interested in engaging their communities in a way like this? So if, if you're a researcher, what's really important is to bring in a community partner from the very start. Um, for researchers working within the community may be difficult if, you, if you've never done it before. And so learning to share responsibility, but also share um, decision making may be very difficult, but it is key to a successful relationship with a community partner. It's also important to understand that there are, there's expertise in the community partner and in the community that you do not have, and that expertise is critical for you to do a good job. If you just go to the literature or to other uh, researchers to find out what to do, you may not be tailoring your work to the community that you're working in. Your community partner is instrumental for that. Um, uh, takeaway lessons for community partners are kind of the opposite of that. Uh, trust 
the researcher, but don't acquiesce. Be forceful in terms of making sure that what you understand about the community is understood by the researcher and taken into account. Thank you so much, Dr. Bugatti, for all of that today. It was truly great to hear about this program that you're doing, and I'm sure our audience members are gonna love to hear about it as well. Um, you do have a website for Your Life, Your Story, and we'll put that link to the website in our show notes so that anybody listening can get more information if they'd like to. So thank you again for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you.